Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from The Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash The Booby Girls to sign up to get access to our bonus content, including our booby serials. Uh, which we are in the thick of Bridgerton season. We are two. in the home stretch. We are I in the say. home stretch. Well, not really. We because we've we're been recording the, ahead. Yeah, we're like so. We're recording like the back half right now. Yes, yes. But um, all of the episodes are on our Patreon. Uh, but this week on the podcast, we are covering "Running with Scissors." The only title I could think of is. <laughs> You know, it's like running with scissors, like don't run with scissors. I'm like, please fall on the scissors. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, who? All of them? All of all them. Of them. That's all of them. I had a feeling you were going to yeah. say that. <laughs> um, so the book was originally published in 2002. It's a memoir written by Augustine. Augustine? Augustine. Augustine, I, I think. Burroughs, who was actually born Christopher Richter Robeson. Um, not hmm. sure why he changed his name, but... Interesting. Uh, it has a 3.7 out of 5 on Goodreads. Don't know how. Um, and it's 302 pages. Some people just love memoirs. Yeah, but and like, I don't know why. Interesting memoirs. But look, think about the tender bar. This is the second memoir we've done. I mean, memoirs of a geisha, I don't count. That's but, not a memoir. No, but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people just like this stuff. And like, I, I, I've told you this before. I'm like, I don't understand how people they are like, huh, I think my life is so interesting. I'm going to write about it. And it's just I mean, not interesting. I, sometimes. I mean, the, clearly this one was so interesting. They decided to make a movie out of it. I but so. um, I beg to differ. Yeah. So the movie came out in 2006. It's rated R. It's a comedy drama. I don't think I laughed once. Um, I think I laughed because I was just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an hour and 56 minutes long. But... This is where it just confuses me because we'll talk about the cast in a little bit. The cast star studded. Mm-hmm. The director is Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Who did, who did all of Glee, who does American horror story, yeah. who is a genius. It kind of explains itself though. Cause this is a strange movie. It is. But like, I mean, I just felt like everything that Ryan Murphy touches, like turns to gold and I just didn't, I mean, this is would probably this earlier been, work. I was going to say, would this have well, been around the time of Glee? Probably. Or is it too early for Glee? I think it was before Glee because Glee, I think, was when I was in college. Okay. So. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so the IMDb synopsis reads, young Augustine Burroughs absorbs experiences that could make for a shocking memoir. The son of an alcoholic father and an unstable mother, he's handed off to his mother's therapist, Dr. Finch, and spends his adolescent years as a member of Finch's bizarre extended family. Someone should have called the police. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that they didn't is kind of shocking right. and a little alarming. Yeah. Uh, so some interesting facts. Um, the book spent uh, about eight weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, in 2005, the family of uh, the, I think it's Turcotte, Turcotte family, mm-hmm. who actually the Finches are based off of, mm-hmm. um filed a suit against Burroughs and his publisher. Shocking. Um, basically alleging defamation of character, invasion of privacy. They said that basically that the Finch family portrayed in the book um, was fabricated, exaggerated. Various descriptions of their activities were kind of, you know, yeah, blown up, if you will. Which is interesting because he did lose his practice. Well, and honestly, I mean, I never 
understand how memoirs can be written in so much detail with so much dialogue because I can't even remember what happened like a week ago. So for this guy to like write so in depth, like some of it has to be either fabricated or kind of embellished. Think about you and I could go through the same exact experience. And if I tell my story, it's not going to be exactly like yours. And we could have experienced the exact same thing. It's just the way you explain it and remember it. Anyway, the case was settled by, uh, with Sony pictures in October of 2006. Um, Right before the release mm-hmm. of the movie, ironically enough, um, the family was reportedly seeking about two million dollars in damages. Um, but obviously, they didn't. It doesn't say how much they settled for. Um, the the thing that Burroughs had to eventually do, though. Mm-hmm was make a change to the acknowledgements page of his book okay. in future editions. So he didn't have to backtrack, but in future mm-hmm. editions, it said previously, additionally, I would like to thank each and every member of a certain Massachusetts family for taking me into their home and accepting me as one of their own. The following was mm-hmm. what was substituted in future editions. Additionally, I would like to thank the real life members of the family portrayed in this book for taking me into their home and accepting me as one of their own. I recognize that their memories of the events described in this book are different than my own. They are each fine, decent, and hardworking people. The book was not intended to hurt the family. Both my publisher and I regret any unintentional harm resulting from the publishing and marketing of Running With Scissors. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like the, um, it's like, I don't know, you know, like when you watch a show and they're like, the thoughts and opinions in this show are not shared with everybody right. involved. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, one difference that we'll t- talk about, obviously, in um, when we go through it is Augustine actually has a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get that in the movie, but his brother is about eight years uh, younger than him or excuse me, older than him. And he is also a fellow memoirist. His name is John Elder Robeson. I didn't look to see what he's written, but I'm assuming. Well, I wonder what if his story, well, he, like what his recollection of all of well, this was. Well, and that's was. the thing. He moved before, he moved out before Augustine went that's through true. this experience. So I can't imagine that his experience would be anything like yeah. what Augustine wrote. So Yeah, because um, he would have been, he was what, in his 20s when yeah. he went to go live with the, the yeah. Finches, I guess. Um, so in addition to Running with Scissors, Augustine Burroughs has written a few other memoirs. Um, he wrote Dry in 2003 about his experience during and after treatment for alcoholism. Um, in 2016, he wrote Lust and Wonder, a memoir about his life after rehab and his relationships prior to and leading to his husband. Um, and then his latest book, Toil in Trouble, uh, came out in 2019, uh, and it basically details his experience coming out as a witch and moving from his apartment in New York City into a mansion in Connecticut with his husband. A witch? A witch is in quotation marks, so not quite sure what he means by that. That but, it sounds fascinating. Uh, not yeah. that I want to read more about this, guys life but, but i mean that one that actually sounds fascinating yeah very very um interesting huh. this is totally a tangent but in one of my karen reviews that will um obviously mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read in karen reviews the reviewer compares augustine mm-hmm. burroughs to james frey i don't okay. know if you've ever read a million little pieces i haven't um, but i that, have it though, that I was meant or written kind of like a yeah. memoir and then it came out later that mm-hmm. it was actually all fabricated yeah um and it was a big deal because mm-hmm. it was oprah's like book of the I remember whatever that. yeah um so yeah it's just the fact that like you know he's being compared to that and the fact that he fascinating you know, was essentially sued for 
fabricating. I'm surprised he didn't come out with a memoir about being sued. Right. Because every other part of his life is (laughs) memoirized. Anyway, either way, he's an interesting character, Mm -hmm. interesting person. Um, But yeah, those are my interesting facts. All right. So the movie sucks um, and has a 31% (laughs) on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not a giant surprise. The budget was $12 million and only grossed 7.4 worldwide. Honestly, I'm surprised it grossed that much. Probably. And probably the only reason why is because of all the people that were in it. True. So so not too many fun facts about this uh, movie. But one little uh, goof that they made during the filming of it is that in 1978, the gothic soap opera Dark Shadows was being shown on the TV in the Finch's house. Mm -hmm. Um, That show was actually canceled in 1971 and and wasn't shown in reruns till the 80s. Awkward. That also did not happen, clearly. <laughs> so let's jump into the cast of the of the movie. So Augustine Burroughs is played by jo- Joseph Cross, who is one of those characters like you you see him everywhere. Could I pick mm-hmm. him out of a lineup? Probably not. But he looks very familiar, right? Um, he was in Big Little Lies for like eight episodes, I think. Oh. Um, I can't remember what his character was. Um, and then he was also in that um, movie this year that did really well, Licorice Pizza, oh, that I never that. saw, but I know that it got nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I liked him. I thought he looked a little old to be a 15-year-old Fair maybe enough. in this in this scenario, Fair but enough. maybe that's what he kind of looked like. I don't know. So the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, this guy looks like Mouth. You don't know who Mouth is because you've never seen One Tree Hill. No. But if any, if there's any One Tree Hill fans out there, you will know exactly yeah. who I'm referencing. He, I was like, is that Mouth? Could it Let be me look. Because he looked, I mean, he's got that see. like kind of um, upturned nose style that this, the character um, who plays Mouth does or the actor who plays Mouth does too. So I was like, that can't be him. It was, it's not. It's just, that's who I kept picturing over and over again. <laughs> um... Let me see. Are you looking at a recent photo of him or like him in One Tree Hill? I'm looking at him in One Tree Hill, but it's funny that you know him as as Mouth from One Tree Hill because he was Minkus in Boy Meets World. And that's how I would have known him from. (laughs) I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. long story short. Yeah, I thought he was fine. It's funny because at the end, during the end credits, him and the actual Augustine Burroughs sit next to each other. And I'm like... I guess you could pass for him. I mean, Maybe. I don't know what he looked like when he was a kid, but to your point, I think he does look a little bit older yeah. than what he's meant. He's supposed to be like, what? 15, thir- 15. 15 by mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. I think even by at the beginning, he's like 13, 14, yeah. which doesn't. Well, cause they kind of jump from him being a little kid straight into that yeah, role. True. So I don't know, yeah. but he was all right. Uh, his mom, which is it? Deirdre? Deidre. Deidre. I just, Call her mom in all my notes, <laughs> um, which is Augustine's mom, is played by Annette Benning, who is fabulous. Um, we actually just covered her. Um, she was in Death on the Nile. She was Book Book's mom. Yes, um, yes, yes. in that um, she's, much older. Yes, um, she was nominated for four Oscars for her work in The Kids Are All Right, Being Julia, American Beauty, and The Grifters. Um, so she has quite the resume. But um, Julianne Moore was actually originally attached to play this character. Oh, I don't think I could have seen that. No, she's kind of like, but now I, I feel like I just saw something with Julianne Moore that like where she looks kind of disturbed. Isn't it? Wasn't it the hours that we covered? Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I liked Annette Benning. I thought she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very believable. Yes. Very believable. <laughs> Which is cra- hard to do. To, to make crazy believable. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Mentally do- unstable. Yes. Let's go with that. 
So yes, I thought she was good. Uh, Dr. Finch, who is the psychologist who um, Augustine goes to end up living with, um, is played by Brian Cox. Um, he had a long stint on the show Succession, oh, which okay. I've never watched, but I've heard great things yeah. about it. Um, but he's also um, going to be the voice of like the main kind of king slash villain in the new Lord of the Rings series that's coming oh, out. Okay. Um, so I was like, man, this guy looked old in this movie, but he's like still cooking, <laughs> I guess. Um, not to go on a tangent, but I'm really excited about that series. Not only just because mm-hmm. it's the Lord of the Rings series, but there's a um, Iranian actress who is supposed oh. to be in that show. So I'm very, very excited for that. Did you get um, Mandy Patinkin vibes from this guy <laughs> at all? Mandy Patinkin? Yeah. From what show do you watch? That, that oh, no, thing? absolutely not. No? looks like him no he does in, not in a weirder stranger <laughs> way. he actually could have played this role though yeah yeah anyway that's what i kept <laughs> yeah i kept just imagining other people playing these yeah roles. i know um so moving on to uh, one of his daughters quotation marks daughters do we know if any of them actually were his i think they were i, I think know. hope was wasn't she i think she? maybe hope was natalie was not da- na- natalie would definitely um wasn't. so natalie finch is played by evan rachel wood um she's in westworld and mm-hmm. it was so funny because i was like this is the girl that rosha was like really mad that i didn't mention her in another one that we did probably and i was like what movie was it and i like went back through her whole like biography <laughs> yeah. she was in practical magic she was oh, one of the kids yeah, yeah, in Practical yeah. Magic, which is one of my <laughs> favorite episodes that we've done. So if you know, in, if you're feeling spooky, you can go back and listen to that. It's one. Almost spooky it season. Is. So it is. Um, I thought she was great in this. She was like, you know, the oh, rebel, the rebel kid. That, I think she was probably my favorite out of all of the the char- Not only the characters, but the the actors playing right. those characters. Exactly. I thought she did a really good job. Um, on the other side, Hope Finch, which is her sister in quotation marks, is played by randomly Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, obviously we know her as Pepper Potts in the Marvel movies <laughs> yes, <laughs> and she was also in the politician and a bunch of other stuff. It was just so random to me. I don't know. She, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't decide on her. Yeah. There are times where I absolutely can't stand her, mm-hmm. but then to your point, you just mentioned the politician. I actually really like her in the politician. I've never seen it. It's a, it's a great show. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Yeah. And this one, she was fine. Like the, the yeah. character is a little bit more involved in the mm-hmm. book than she is in the movie. Um, but yeah, I just, and I always feel weird saying character because these people are actually based off of real people. Right. But either way, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on last, I, I will mention a few others. I won't go into detail about them, um, but needed to talk about uh, Nye or Neil Bookman mm-hmm. who ends up, mm-hmm. who's another of the Finch kids i guess kind of who lives with the finches at some point and then comes back and then is becomes the love interest of augustine of augustine um so is is played by joseph fines Mm -hmm. who is the brother of voldemort correct (laughs) and also in the handmaid's tale in handmaid's tale he's been in an american horror story series so it was funny when i was like looking at him i was like i wonder if this guy's done any other things and then i looked him up and i was like oh he's done probably just as much as anybody else in this in this (laughs) did you know it was it was ray fine's brother i mean when i saw the name i was like it's gotta be yeah oh yeah it's just so funny because I think they look very similar. I mean, he had a long hair and a mustache well, in this yeah, movie. But you've seen him in other things. Well, yeah, but if just based on this, though, yeah. you couldn't tell. That's fair. So. But I, at one point I was like, is that Rafe or is it Joseph? Because I always, for whatever reason, I get them confused. Oh, yeah. But no, um, that was not yeah. Voldemort. This, was, this is not Voldemort. This was, um, <laughs> what is his name in Henry's Tale? Fred. 
Fred something. Off Fred. That's all I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. His character, like, I, like, actually, like, I felt bad. Not felt bad, but I sympathize with his character. You can just tell that he, this guy has gone through a lot, but I'm also, like, then you start sleeping with a 15-year-old, so it's weird. I don't know. Well, the, yeah. Let's not even get into that yeah. with the older men, you know, yeah, sleeping with younger younger kids. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's empathize, not sympathize, because I don't think you've actually dealt with any of these issues, have you? <laughs> I think I think empathize is if you have gone through it. Oh, I thought it was the other way. Well, now let me Google it. <laughs> now I feel stupid. <laughs> now I feel like I should definitely know that. <laughs> Empathy versus sympathy. Or sympathy involves understanding from your own perspective. Right. Empathy involves putting yourself in the other person's shoes and understanding why they may have these particular feelings. So you empathize with him. Sympathize. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. Sympathize would mean you would have had to have experienced something similar to it to have those feelings. But no, I have not had similar. I just want everyone, all yeah. of our listeners to know that you have not necessarily dealt with no. those types of no. things. <laughs> um, but anyways, a couple of other characters just to note. Um, Norman Burroughs, who is Augustine's dad, is played by Alec Baldwin. So random. Um, Dorothy, who ends up being like, like, I don't even know. She's like Augustine's mom kind of adopts her at some point. But also they're like sleeping together. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, played by Gabrielle <laughs> Union, which is really weird. And then Fern uh, Stewart, who is like a mom in the poetry group, who his mom ends up sleeping with too, um, is played by Kristen Chenoweth. Mm. So it's like no rhyme or reason for any of these actors no. or actresses. I will um, say but... though, Ryan Murphy does like to um, reuse his actors and actresses. And Kristen Chenoweth was in Glee at one point that's true um and i think he's done stuff with gwyneth paltrow too well yeah and what's his name and with joseph and american horror story yeah. and so yeah maybe that go. that's why these this weird cast of characters i don't know like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right time for who said it your first quote is dr finch is saving our lives it's important that we be here now uh that's gonna be mom yes uh next one is i just want a big life you know i want to get noticed I don't just want to be a nothing. Mm, Augustine? Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is, you're a free person with a free will. Hmm. Dr. Finch. Yes. Wow. And last but not least, my feelings for you are so huge. I don't think I can contain them. Sometimes I want to hold you so tight it scares me. Oh. Um, Bookman? Yeah. Wow. Good job. Four for four. 100%. I mean, for having only listened to this I book, know. you did very well. Um, I am not doing F. Mary Kill because <laughs> no, thank kill you. Kill all of them. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it's a big fat zero. Yeah. No, thanks for, from us. <laughs> all right. So let's jump into it. I mean, really, it's pretty similar to the book. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. It's literally like like little things yeah. that are different. So feel free to jump in wherever you Sounds feel good. necessary. Um, but... Uh, the movie starts off with Augustine talking about his relationship with his mom and how it's like she left him and then she came back and then he left her. And it's just like this tumultuous, you know, relationship mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Um, but the year is 1972. So love me some seventies vibes throughout <laughs> the whole film. Um, and, and Augustine's like really little in this, like he's probably like eight or nine yeah. in this, and this, the little kid's really cute. That plays him as a younger child. Um, but he's literally just sitting there and his mom's like reading him this like nonsense of poems like (laughs) like and then like asking augustine's opinion and he was just like um i mean 
I think it's great. I, he's like, I think the New Yorker would totally. Yes. Because we find out up. that, you know, she, she has been published before, but recently has been rejected. Mm-hmm. But I was like, is that where poets get noticed? Is our published? Probably in the seventies. Um, but we find out that, you know, like his dad isn't like the best dad. He shows up late. Um, <laughs> This is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, Augustine is like wrapping the dog um, cream in the the tinfoil. And I like, and then he's like, cream doesn't want to play. Cream just doesn't want, just wants to lay here. She's an old lady. And that's what I call my dog is old lady. Yep. And just, I don't like, but I feel like when, um, when it, strikes your dog's fancy she'll yeah. like she'll be playful she gets you know gets a bug up her butt every now and then <laughs> yeah um like i said earlier there is an older brother but we don't hear about him Mm-mm. even in the book until like halfway through the right. book i'm like were you ever going to mention yeah. him and it was such a random time and place to even mention the yeah. brother in the book anyway but well we um, got the dog yeah but he <laughs> left home when he was 16 yeah um, which is why we don't see him in the movie realis- realistically which is something that easy they could have just put in the movie really quick though. But like well, you know? what, what difference would that have made it's not know. like in the book he came in and did anything no but like in particular you got it it was more it'd be more of like a tone setter of like all right well the older brother's leaving like before True. he probably should like this is probably not the best situation yeah, probably Who knows um but we now see augustine or augustine um reciting his mom's poetry in his bedroom <laughs> um so he is like you can see that he's like a creative kid and like is clearly smart and intelligent and is able to memorize those type of things um because he's in there and his dad's watching him because his mom is at a poetry reading slash signing at the bookstore um and only one lady showed up that would be my fear if i ever got a signing well anywhere. one lady and the cleaning lady yes <laughs> Who's, who is like spot polishing the floor right <laughs> which so is so great. sad also at this uh in this scene uh <laughs> the dad comes into the kitchen and sees randomly coins being like boiled in water right and he asks augustine or augustine what are you doing yeah. he's like oh i'm just polishing my allowance because i like shiny things yeah well <laughs> like, good for you yeah, sounds about right <laughs> oh yeah I mean, he's shining his allowance and his dad is like we are nothing alike. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's important to know, um, Augustine, I'm going to say it wrong every time. Mm. Augustine, um, does not like school. He's right. very much an eccentric kid. Like would much rather spend his time polishing, mm-hmm. um, his allowance than actually right. going to school and doing school work. So, yeah. um, right from the get go, right from a young age, you can tell like he's, you know, not cut from the same cloth right. as some of these other kids, which is all right. Which is totally okay. <laughs> um, but we do see his mom get rejected once again. Um, which kind of, fades into the next you know part of this story so it skips now to 1978 um and his mom has started a poetry club naturally naturally um and she's like not nice about it though like she thinks everyone sucks and she gives really harsh notes especially to fern um uh, who just is trying to get her feelings out you know but she's basically like, you need to be angrier. Yes. You need to be angrier. And that needs to show in your poetry. Po- poor Fern's just trying to like be like lyrical right. and like nice. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. <laughs> you need to put your rage on paper. Um, but then like we see that, you know, Augustine's mom and dad get into a fight again and she actually like knocks him out at this point. And like, doesn't to- he, I think in the movie he just runs into like the cabinets. Yeah. In the book, she actually hits him. Like she oh, pushes him back into the I must have like, I, cause I think I might've just looked away. Cause at one point yeah. I just heard something and then he was on the ground. Yeah, so I he, figured he goes to like lunge at her mm-hmm. and she turns around. So he just hits like the, ah, uh, but gotcha. in the book she does hit him. Gotcha. Um, and at first you almost think he's dead, but he's not dead, no. you know? So, um, and Augustine's just like, 
I just wish I could. Like, why can't I just have a normal family? Look, kid, there's no normal family. Let me tell you. Honestly, normal's boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we see a therapist show up to the house. Um, and this therapist is Dr. Finch. And, you know, she's talking to him. And he, we, right off the bat, this guy's a freaking weirdo, right? Because <laughs> um, she starts talking, you know, to him about how... Um, she like thinks about killing herself, but like she only thinks about it after having sex with her husband. And then he's like, okay, that's great. Here's some value. Right. So let's calm you down. Right. So he just starts prescribing her stuff, which, you know, is never like the first way to go. I'm assuming, and, and I don't know, cause I wasn't born in the seventies, but I'm mm-hmm. assuming his methods are a little out of the ordinary from I would probably assume. other psychiatrists. I would hope so. Um, but you never know. Yeah. We, but, we don't have other memoirs to base, you know, to compare to. Right. So we do see that they decide to go to family group therapy um, and kind of couples therapy. Um, and dad is just like not having it. He's like not receptive to it. And dad clearly wants out of this whole situation. I would too. I don't blame Alec Baldwin in this situation. Right. <laughs> For once I... Uh, empathize Honestly, with him don't you expect alec baldwin to be the one that's a little you kind think, of out right? there though um but like randomly the therapist starts talking about how he has this other room <laughs> where he like pleasures himself the masturbatorium which is the most <laughs> disgusting thing like if you want to have it great let's not talk about it right yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the beauty of Dr. Finch, right? He's mm-hmm. very open about his, not only his life, but like wants his patients sure. to also be this, this way. Well, and mind you, obviously they speed things up in the movie, but yeah. in the book, they visited him a few times before yeah. he decides to show his masturbatorium. Not that it makes it any better, <laughs> right? but at least he's warmed them up a little bit. Well, and then he's like, would you like to see it? And then, so they go in there and hope his daughter is like laying on the couch, like cuddled up in his blanket. And she's, and he's like, that's my masturbating blanket. And I'm like, Ugh. gross, gross. Right. But also like this family is a little too tight knit. Yeah. For my liking, especially hope and Dr. French. Exactly. So we see that mom is, taking like a bunch of prescriptions now like her cabinet is filled and dad has decided to leave he's had enough he's packing his bags he's leaving so after he leaves mom and augustine drive to the fin- dr finch's house and it's in this like beautiful neighborhood right and augustine's so excited he's like these are the most beautiful houses blah 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 and they pull up to the finch house and it's this like hot pink monstrosity Honestly. which was probably a beautiful house at one point that they've just totally like destroyed it's like a awful episode of hoarders yeah on awful. steroids right <laughs> in the barbie mansion the right barbie mansion. it's crazy so <laughs> when they're there augustin ends up meeting the other finch daughter natalie and she's like do you want to play with this electroshock machine i'm like oh Naturally. my gosh these people are nuts so right <laughs> Uh, uh, did you love that they still have their Christmas tree up from two years yes, ago? Yes. <laughs> She's like, he's like, how long has that been up? Which is so side note. When I first, the first time I came down to meet Ray was in, uh, not meet him, but to visit in Arizona, it was January and I came and the Christmas tree was still up and I was like, all right, like Christmas, it's close or whatever. Yeah. Then I came down for Valentine's day and the Christmas tree was still <laughs> up and I was like, 
Are y'all going to take down this tree? Like, what's happening? This is a oh, fire hazard. It sounds like you're complaining about Christmas, which is so I mean, unlike you. But I know. But by then, like February, it becomes a fire hazard. Like, it's a real tree. It's not oh, a fake tree, right? Tree. Oh, yeah. So no, it's just kind of funny. It's just what reminded me of. That's really funny. Um, but so while they're there, Dr. Finch is telling mom that, you know, he thinks that she's in crisis and that, um, you know, or no, she tells Dr. Finch that she's in crisis and she thinks that her husband is going to come and try to kill her. And I'm like, no shot. Like this guy wanted so far away from you. It's not even funny. It's not even in his like to-do list to even try to even think about killing you, but okay. Yeah. So Dr. Finch decides to take her to a hotel and then they tell Augustine that he's going to stay there. And he's like, what? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. So he's really upset. He tries to call his dad and his dad actually ends up hanging up the phone which is really sad because he's like just wants help also i didn't know you could just like make collect calls that are not to prison right how does that well work? and I also mean, how did he know where he was he was at a bar actually like that's how it was like when you make a phone call to um like if you just picked up a, it's like a collect call like that was a thing like if you're at like a phone booth uh-huh. and you don't have any money you can dial in oh, and then and it the charges the other person uh, yeah yeah, that was a thing back in the day. I am showing my age yes. right here. Um, yeah. One quick difference um, from book to movie. The book, actually, there's another daughter, in mm-hmm. quotation marks, named Vicky, who doesn't live there anymore. She moved out, but mm-hmm. she's, you know, added. Plus, there's, like, another um, woman, I think her name is, like, Joran, who sometimes lives at the Finch's house. Mm-hmm. So, in the book, we get a little bit more of, like, a cast of characters than we do in the book yeah. movie. Honestly, I was fine with them removing it, because... At this point, I'm already having a hard time tra- yeah. keeping track of everyone. Yeah, because in the movie, so. we just have the two daughters, Hope and Natalie, and then we get Agnes, the mom yeah. slash wife. And, that- and uh, like uh, literally half a millisecond of a little kid who's like yeah. behind the Christmas tree. We get a little <laughs> bit more of him in the book. He likes to poop everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully, they... That's it. Remove the <laughs> extracurricular um, people. <laughs> um, so yeah, so... So after he gets, after Augustine gets denied from his dad, um, he starts to write down everything that's happening in the Finch house because he's like, no one's going to ever believe this. So I need to start writing this down. Um, (laughs) Honestly, maybe that makes sense then to my earlier point about how, like, how could he have remembered all of this? If he was journaling, then he probably had more reference. (laughs) Uh, Hope um, also introduces us to something called um, Bible dipping, which is basically (laughs) like using the Bible as like a magical eight ball. um where they're like should we have hamburgers tonight and they like pick up a word in the diction or in the bible and it's supposed to tell them yes or no Mm. um we also find out that um she has a cat that she speaks to um and that it, it was like living under this like hamper for a while and then it died yeah it's very weird very strange poor freud um the final like part of this scene that we get is that um, Augustine's mom shows up finally and she takes him or she, he gets in the car. He's like, are we going home? She's like, it's just for the weekend. And there's like, okay, so not what he wanted. Right. He's like, he, he's thinking he's only had to have stayed there for what? I think it was like a week. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, he's, it's a permanent thing. So now we flashed to 1979 and Augustine is with Natalie and they seem very comfortable around each other. So, you know, that, you know, he's been there for a while. Mm. Um, but he said that he wants to own his own hair empire. Sorry. He doesn't want to be a hairdresser. He wants a hair empire. Naturally. Um, and also he's gay, which I guess in the seventies is probably, you know, 
not a you know yeah n- no one's phased to it now but big deal in the but, 70s i mean natalie doesn't seem phased either she That's even true. you know mentions that their brother quotation yes neil bookman is also gay yeah so she kind of like sets them up sort of and is like you should hang out with him so um finch and bookman end up decide end up going to a movie together right and he like ends up at the end, Augustine tells him that he's gay and, you know, they have like this moment. I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool little, you know, relationship, kind of brotherly relationship. Um, no, the next scene is, is that they end up going home and sleeping together. And I was like, oh my God, that's, he is 15 and you are not 15, he's sir. He's like, what, in his 30s? In his 30s. Yeah. Which, you know, again, don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, thankfully, the movie at least doesn't go into specifics. Right. Whereas the book does mm-hmm. which i was not a fan of right. not that i you know anything yeah. there's no i have no issues with you know gay sex it's just yeah i would rather not read it in graphic detail right. that yeah. way. <laughs> uh, especially knowing the age difference right. and the fact that he was a minor exactly anyway. well and the move all the movie really does is that it's kind of after the fact and you can see augustine's kind of traumatized because he yeah. had no idea really what he was getting into um and you know bookman's like do you want me to take you home and he's like i want you to take me to my mom's you know and so Augustine shows up to his mom's house and his mom is making out with Fern from the poetry group. Talk about traumatized. Oh my gosh. And like Augustine doesn't really care, but uh, what's his name or what's her name? Fern is like freaks out because yeah. obviously, you know, she's married and, you know, probably doesn't want anybody to know that she's doing that, you know? Yeah. In the book, they he actually mentions that like Fern and her family kind of take them in mm-hmm. for a while they even get a place like right next to fern's family's place and like she's a little bit more involved yeah. in their kind of yeah it's uh, very story. random in the book <laughs> yeah um another thing i wanted to mention uh we don't we didn't really touch on when right after uh bookman sorry bookman and augustine ugh, augustine <laughs> have sex uh bookman starts hearing things mm-hmm. so we start to realize or understand that you know he's got some demons it, that he's issues. trying to work through right. as well um which come into play later so while um, Augustine is with his mom, um, she actually shows him adoption papers and she is basically signing him over to the Finches. And, and she's like happy about it. Like she yeah. thinks she's, he's going to yeah. be happy about it. Right. Which he's not. And he ends up going back to Bookman's house that night. Um, so Dr. Finch, Finch ends up asking Augustine about his relationship with Bookman. And, you know, he's like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But like, understand that he is not a well human. Um, and Dr. Finch actually offers, ends up offering Augustine like anti anxiety medication. Cause that's his fix for everything. Literally. Um, and he also tells him like, you need to go to school. Because up until now, he hasn't been going to school, which is illegal, right? And so... Well, he does. He just goes up until homeroom where yes. they do the you know, roll <laughs> yes. call and then he leaves. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so Augustine does not want anything to do with that, right? So he's like, absolutely not. So Dr. Finch is like, okay, so here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. You need to fake a suicide attempt and then we will come in and just make sure your mom finds you. And then we will say you're not suitable for going to school and then you don't have to go to school. And he does it. How this guy got a license to practice medicine is beyond me. Insane. Insane. Is beyond me. But yes, he does do a fake 
suicide attempt, yeah. which he does in the book as well. But in the book, we actually get him, like, get a scene of him mm. at the hospital where he meets this other kid who's, like, going through yeah. a similar situation or whatever. But um, basically, the yeah. same, same. The movie doesn't show too much. just him kind of being rushed to the hospital because yeah. then he's back at the Finches and Agnes ends up giving him... Um, like a hairstyling book and he starts to learn and study about all the different hairstyles, which I thought was Agnes is the real MVP in this whole, Honestly. you know, she's very Except sweet. Except for the fact that she eats kibble. Yeah. Other than that. You know, <laughs> we all have our things, right? <laughs> so we do find out that Fern has ditched mom. She's super upset. Augustine has pretty much cut it off with bookmen. Um, and they're both kind of in this like creative crisis at this moment. So there's a lot of parallels between Augustine and his mom throughout this whole mm-hmm. story, which is kind of the overarching theme. I believe he does get a new look though. He changes his look. He a does. Bit. He like wears this like weird, like kind of ascot scarf type thing. Yeah, he like you know? parts his hair differently, yeah. which I was not, a, yeah, I was not opposed fine. to. I thought we all try good. things. <laughs> um, but Augustine ends up asking Natalie um, about Terrence because she had heard, I think Bookman mentioned mm-hmm. about Terrence and how, you know, it ended up being Natalie's ex-boyfriend who like completely broke her heart and also broke her collarbone, like super, yep. you know, toxic relationship. And she ended up getting money basically after he broke her collarbone to, you know, keep her quiet. Cause he was from like, a, you know, a rich family. Well, not only that he was 41 and she was 13. Correct. And, and then her dad ended up spending all of that money, basically. Yeah. In the crazy. book, I think the only difference is that she actually ends up like living with Terrence for a while. Um, mm. And then they break up. Also, in the book, they mentioned how Terrence was like lovers with his own mom. And I'm like, what? What is happening? <laughs> like, where did they find these people? I don't know. What? Where? where? Crazy attracts crazy. Honestly, like <laughs> I was just yeah, I yeah. was kind of baffled. But yeah. Uh, but then like Augustine and Natalie decide that you know this they need vaulted ceilings because they're being suffocated, which is something that his mother, his mom also said as well um, earlier in the movie, and they just start busting holes in the ceiling, and I'm like, oh, this poor poor vintage house. <laughs> right? I mean. You would think that you couldn't do anything to make it worse, but yet they find something to make it worse. (laughs) Uh, Also, at the same time, uh, the mom is coming to get uh, to see Dr. Finch and Agnes actually, you know, runs into her and is like, please stop seeing the doctor. Like, I'm not as pretty as you. I'm not as young as you. Like, I just want my husband back. And I was like, she is not your main problem. This man is cuckoo. Right. Like, basically, she's she's thinking that. Deidre is going to take her man, yeah. essentially, which is not what No happens. one wants your man. <laughs> Nobody wants Finch. Trust me. Yeah. Um, we end up seeing that Bookman has, like, a total mental breakdown, which is probably caused, you know, a little bit by Augustine ditching him, and he's just not doing well. Um, and then at one point, we all just see everyone screaming out their anger. <laughs> why not? Right. Why not? Um, we now... F- this is where we get introduced to Dorothy and it's like super jarring in the movie. It's like Dr. Finch just randomly introduces mom to this Dorothy woman. And she's like, I've always wanted a daughter. And I was like, what? Like, where did this woman come from? Right. Well, and she described her Finch says basically like, you need someone to adore you and to fight over you. Here's Dorothy. Right. Okay. And it's like Gabrielle Union. It's just so bizarre, right? Very strange. Um, we also now see that the IRS has, sh- has showed up and they're basically giving them six weeks to pay up all of their debt or they're going to take this house, which is worth like $2 at this point, right? <laughs> and this isn't the first time the IRS has showed up. Mm-hmm. So when um, Natalie got that money for her co- broken collarbone, that's what her dad used it on was yeah. basically to 
keep the IRS at bay yeah. for a while. Um, we now see Augustine practicing um, his hairstyles on literally everyone, which is just so funny, right? I love this. Scene. Um, Bookman is there and he says, you know, he's in love with Augustine. Like, totally in love with him. It's really funny. Like, uh, Hope's hair's in dreadlocks. And and Natalie <laughs> looks got, like, like she's the, from the 50s. Uh, beads in them. Yeah, I love it's it. so funny. Um, Natalie ends up, like, pissing Hope off. And Hope is, like, cooking a stew. And she ends up, like, telling them that she dug up their cat and cooked, the, cooked this dead cat in the stew. And they all are, like, so disgusted. And they rush out. And she's like, I was just joking. Just but kidding. I'm like, I don't think you were. No. You're crazy. Well, it's interesting because, like, in book and movie, they talk about how um, Hope is Finch's favorite mm-hmm. daughter because he she listens to yeah. him and helps him out or whatever. But, like, there are clearly things wrong with right. Hope, too, that, like, no <laughs> one's addressing. Right. Um, and uh, Hope is a little bit like i think i said earlier she's a little bit more involved mm-hmm. in the book than she is in the yeah. movie I, in the movie i feel like augustine and natalie form a bond but mm-hmm. even in the book like hope hangs out with augustine like he really does become yeah. part of the family right uh so poetry club is still a thing um bookman and augustine actually go <laughs> to this one and dorothy and augustine end up getting into you know an argument about her about his mom and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like a, again, a, not a, not a good situation. Everyone's fighting <laughs> and whatnot. Um, we then see that Dr. Finch sees a sign of a miracle to come in his poop, Naturally. which is so weird and so gross. Um, and then we see that poor Agnes has like a full on breakdown as well. Um, and then she ends up making Augustine hamburger helper. And I love Hamburger Helper. Did you catch why, though? No, I I felt like I missed something at the beginning, and then I forgot. No, it wasn't even at the beginning. At one point, Dorothy, and when Dorothy and Augustine are, like, fighting, she's Mm -hmm. like, your mom is a genius. If you want a mom to make you Hamburger Helper, go Mm -hmm. find another mom. And then so he's like, well, maybe Agnes can be my mom. And he asks her to make him Hamburger Helper, which is adorable. (laughs) So now it's Augustine's 15th birthday, and... You know, he it's a, we get this kind of voiceover how it's like he just wishes that he had a normal family with normal rules. And that's exactly opposite of what, you know, he's gotten. Um, but Bookman, his mom and Dorothy, you know, throw him this little surprise party. Um, but it's very clear that his mom is not doing well. She like mm-hmm. eats the candle and Augustin just like starts crying and it's really sad. Um And then, so they call Dr. Finch over because they're trying to get her to go to rehab, basically. And she's locked in her room and she's like envisioning it snowing in her bedroom. And they end up forcing her to go to the hospital. And she then has like these visions of her on stage in front of this huge crowd. So like, clearly she like needs to be in rehab, Mm -hmm. but then like it's released like a week later. Yeah. Well, and in the book, she brings home a guy from rehab mm-hmm. named Caesar Mendoza, who literally is like a blimp in this entire story, yeah. um, but not before he gives everybody the clap. Gross. Um, and by everybody, I mean Dorothy, the mom, and Natalie. Gross. Which is disgusting. Um, one, one thing I wanted to touch on, because you you know, I think you had a similar upbringing mm-hmm. to me where we had a little bit more of a stricter kind of upbringing, yeah. right? Like we had rules, we had you know, yeah. things we had to follow. And I think about that and I'm like, I remember growing up and thinking, man, I wish I could just be like one of those kids who like got to do whatever they wanted, yeah. got to go to parties, got to whatever. Yeah. And now as an adult, I'm like, 
honestly, I'm actually okay that like yeah. I had rules and I had like a curfew and I had this and that because yeah. not that not to say that those people ended up, you know, being worse for the wear, but like it created structure. It created yeah. a, you know, sense of responsibility that clearly Augustine was missing right. in his eyes. Well, and a lot of times like kids look back when they have rules and it's like the rules were there because your parents cared. Right. Like you look back and your parents didn't have any rules. Totally. It's like cool they didn't they didn't they care didn't at all, care. right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, now she's released from the hospital. Um, she ends up seeing Augustine's dad at a restaurant with like his new girlfriend and has like a total freak out. And basically, you know, here at this restaurant, she's keeps saying like, you know, you haven't sent us any child support money, nothing. And he's like, I've literally sent you all of this money. Um, but you've signed over the power of attorney for your money to Dr. Finch. So all of the money that he has been sending has been going to Dr. Finch, which is not what she, like she had no idea that he was doing right. that. So that's awful. Yeah. So we see that Dorothy has now left, um, has now left mom and she basically has like took everything from the house. So mom at this point wants Augustine to move back in and he like gets there and there's like nothing in the kitchen. She's like, did she take the bowls and all the spoons? And he's, she's like, no, they're all in the backyard having a moon bath. I'm like, Oh my gosh. One time Aaliyah put water out here to have like moon water. And I was like, what is Is moon water? I guess if you believe in like the charge of the moon, I guess so. Interesting. I will say, um, she did organize everything like to yeah. a T. So my like type A yeah. loving self was a fan of that. Yeah. I'll be just honest. get it back in the house, please. Yes, yeah, just get it back in the house. Yeah. Um, so at that point, Augustine knows that, you know, his mom is is not well. And, you know, he calls the police and he calls, you know, Hope to try to get Dr. Finch as well. Um which like why I, I understand that he's mm-hmm. her psychiatrist, but like doesn't I guess he's he's young, he doesn't yeah. know, but I'm like, he's part of the problem. Right, yeah. No, he has no idea. <laughs> like no it's idea. Wild. Um but while that is happening though, we see Bookman is trying to break into the Finches and he tries to kill Dr. Finch. He just about does. Um and, and then that's the whole reason for the title running with scissors yeah he's walking up the stairs with a pair of scissors sure (laughs) and then basically that spawns him to like really think like i need to get the heck out of here so he gets on a bus and he leaves and augustine tries to run after him but of course he doesn't get there in time and he leaves in the book him and i think natalie or maybe hope um actually go Mm -hmm. to try to find him because they they know that he's in new york but they never end up finding him so at this point, Augustine kind of like leaves the situation as as well. Hope calls and, you know, is trying to find him. And he says, you know, he's leaving for New York and then he really wants her to go with him. Maybe Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. He really wants Natalie to go with him. He's like, meet me at the bus stop and we can go together. So the next day, though, he ends up meeting up with his mom beforehand at the diner to tell her to tell her that, you know, he's leaving. And of course, she's upset, but it's like no love loss on his part. He's like, I'm leaving. Bye. I, I mean, at this point, like she's had how many chances to kind mm-hmm. of prove, you know, to him yeah. that she wants him around and stuff. And he's clearly gotten to the point where he's over it. Yeah. Um, in the book, I don't think it happens at this exact moment, but um. Uh, his mom actually ends up telling him that this entire time that he she's been seeing Dr. Finch, mm-hmm. he's been medicating her incorrectly and that mm-hmm. he uh, at one point actually raped her. Oh, yeah. Which is like 
again to add to yeah, the shit pile everything. that has happened to this entire yeah. like family that like let's sucks. add that right on top of everything that else guy yeah sucks. which is like you know crazy but um but yeah anyway so the last you know kind of real scene of the movie though is um you know augustine at the bus stop ready to leave for new york hoping that natalie's gonna meet him um but agnes finch actually comes up um, and meets him and he she's like you know Natalie's not coming um, but I wanted to give you something and she gives him like a bunch of money and mm-hmm. it's just she because he's like you're not gonna stop me and she's like I'm not trying to stop you like I'm trying to help you, you. need to go yeah so he gives you know she gives him a bunch of money to kind of get started and then he leaves that doesn't happen in the book does mm-hmm. it I didn't think no so. so and then we do get you know a scene uh you know pages of the movie at the end where we find out in in this is like the real life updates that dr finch you know lost his practice due to insurance fraud and he ended up dying of heart disease in the year 2000 um agnes did get out of the house and she got a job at a nursing home so good on you agnes it's weird in the book it says she just lives there so i don't <laughs> know if she lives there as a patient or lives yeah. there working there it was a That's little weird. kind of um vague <laughs> uh, we see ironically enough that natalie went and got her psychology degree um hope never married and worked for her father until he died so god knows what she's doing now <laughs> um his dad reconnected uh, his dad and augustine ended up reconnecting um and had had a relationship after all of this um his dad did get married um but unfortunately he died in 2005 um, of some, I think, like liver disease cirrhosis or something. Cirrhosis of the liver. Yes. He also apparently Which is also in a car accident. Cirrhosis of the liver means you drank too much wow. is what that means. Um, his mom um, ended up, you know, she's still alive. She's living alone, writing poetry, and her and Augustine don't have any sort of relationship at did, all. Did you catch this? I think the book said she also uh, ended up getting paralyzed. Oh, I think I missed that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I... Again, this was at the end of the book, and I was like, yeah. I want this thing to be over, <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty over. sure they mentioned that. Um, they do mention that um, Bookman uh, was never seen from again, which is interesting because, you know, we are led to believe that he went to New York, mm-hmm. and, and New York's a huge place. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, him and Augustine never My guess you know, is met he, up. Uh, Augustine probably never went looking for him again. Yeah. Like, he just kind of, he's like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then the last update we get is about Augustine and how he moved to New York and he wrote a book. And then, like you said, the real Augustine does show up at the end of that yeah. scene. So, and that's how the movie ends. Sure does. <laughs> we, did we did it. No more memoirs for a while, please. All right. I'll try to find an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would say that the books or the movie stay true to the book. Oh, like, for almost sure. Almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, book or movie. Um, well, I hated both pretty equally, mm-hmm. um, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick the movie. Me too, just because it's shorter. It's shorter, <laughs> and honestly, I found it a little less problematic, if yeah, you will, than the book. True. The book has a lot of, you know, yeah, incorrect usage of words, inappropriate yeah. words, things like that. Yeah. So, movie it is. <laughs> All right. All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at thebovygirls at gmail.com. If you know of a really good memoir that has been turned <laughs> into a movie, please let te- us know. Do tell. <laughs> um, and like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. If you want access to our bonus content, including the movie serials um, for Bridgerton, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash thebovygirls. Um we are not doing an episode next week, so no. we can't do what are we doing next week. Um, but you can tell the the 
lovely listeners what we're doing in a yes. couple weeks. And we're taking a break because you are going on a vacation, yes. a little road trip um, to good old Canada. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want a vacation in the summer in Canada? I mean, why not? I, I mean, know, who doesn't want to drive you I know. Know, 24 hours It actually sounds so delightful right now, actually. <laughs> um, but coming back from break, we will be covering The Book Thief, which is a huge book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so It's a classic, though. Yeah. Um, haven't read it. I have not seen the movie. Have you seen the movie before? No. Um, so it should be interesting. But in the week off, you know, if you're mm-hmm. missing us, make sure to hit up some of our older episodes. Yeah. Like you said, Practical Magic. We have a lot of different, you know, genres, if yes. you will, um, to feel free to Get peruse. <laughs> and if not, if you want to listen to some newer stuff, we will be releasing a new episode for our movie serials for yes. Bridgerton. Um, yes. So you just sign up for Patreon. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.